Well, hello everyone, and welcome to Play by Play. It's the Jamie Yarrow Podcast, the podcast that you rely on for your daily dose of everything from business to wellness to parenting to sports and everything in between. You get it all here, and we don't just talk about it. We give you the play by play, the nuggets, the details, the how to. That's what we want to give you on Play by Play. Today, I'm going to tackle a topic that spans any age group, really. This is good for everybody. We're going to be talking about approaching every situation with a can-do attitude. And a recent conversation in my house illustrated the need for this to be a full episode. So stay tuned to hear all about a can-do attitude. Now, let's get ready for today's play-by-play. I am Jammin' Jamie, and kickoff is counting down. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be listening today. I am live from the Clawfus. It is episode number 31. I've got Ollie Bear in here with me. He is my co-producer. You can find him on Instagram at the Ollie Bear underscore doodle. Go follow him. I'm sure you'll enjoy that. Today's episode is brought to you by our favorite Lime Life Independent Beauty Guide and a listener of the show, Amanda Shaw. Amanda's heart in her business is the belief that true beauty is made up of inner confidence and outer radiance. When you look good on the outside, you feel good on the inside. Makeup artists across the globe use this stuff, and now you can use it in your own home. Time to invest in yourself, and Amanda can help you do that. We put her information, her contact information in today's show notes, so go check that out. Today, we're talking about approaching every situation with a can-do attitude. And as I often do, I'm going to start today with a story. This one comes from my own house. So I know you have all your ducks in a row at your house and you don't struggle. You don't have struggles or you don't have uh, arguments or trials or, you know, nothing like that goes on in your house like it does in mine. But just humor me for a minute while I share one of these struggles that uh, we had in our house. Uh, My wife asked one of my boys to take out the trash and he immediately turns to his brother and says, it's your turn. I took the trash out yesterday. Well, needless to say, that didn't go over well with me. I had just finished cooking the whole family breakfast. And I asked him, why does it have to be a struggle? Why can't you just have a can-do attitude and just do it? Like, why does it have to be a struggle all the time? My wife and I have always had a a can-do attitude. And even to a fault at times. Sometimes we overburden ourselves by trying to serve, you know, in certain capacities. It's just who we are. We just have a heart to serve others. Now, let me qualify that. Don't get me wrong. I can be pretty selfish at times, and I can be a jerk, and I have plenty of faults, so I'm not trying to, you know, lift myself up by any means. But serving others is something that we readily do. So I started to walk towards the trash can to say, you know, as to say, I'll just take it out myself and I'll prove the point that while I just finished cooking you breakfast, I don't mind taking the trash out either. Well, his brother jumped in and he took it out before I could get there. But the point remains, why did he immediately want to push the request off to his brother? It's not a matter of work either because this kid will work his fingers to the bone. I mean, just last night, he and his brother, they worked for hours in the wood shop. Uh, they, they just, you know, they don't have a problem with working hard. 
I mean, it, simply at my request, they worked for, I think, two or three hours last night in the workshop. So no complaints, just willing to work. But the, but here's what it boils down to. We want everything to be fair, at least fair in our eyes, don't we? I mean, we want our bosses to be fair. Children want their parents to be fair. Spouses want there to be fairness in the relationship. That's why you see spouses splitting up responsibilities within a household because everybody wants fairness. I mean, church members want you know, their leadership team to be fair. Players want their coaches to be fair. I mean, you, this could go on and on and on, right? Everybody wants fairness. We all want everything to be fair. But the bottom line is that life is not fair. Life throws us curveballs. I mean, bad things happen to good people. Young people die before they've had a chance to live. Parents die before their kids are prepared to leave them. I mean, when my dad died in 2013, I wasn't ready for him to die yet. I still had things that I needed to learn from him. I still wanted to pick up the phone and be able to call him. We lose jobs. We get in car accidents when we did nothing wrong. I mean, you can go on and on. Homes catch fire. Crime happens to innocent people. Life is not fair. We're never promised fairness. God gives us a promise that if you're a child of his, he'll never leave you and he'll never forsake you. But he never promises fair. So instead of looking for fair... We, we need to just forget about fairness. Like, fairness is not going to happen. Fair doesn't exist in this world we live in. But we get so hung up on everything being fair, and we make decisions, and we respond, and we react based on our perception of their, this need to be fair. I mean, the first thing that he said this, this morning when he was asked to take the trash out, he turned to his brother and said, it's your turn. I took it out yesterday. Who cares whose turn it is, right? Instead of looking for fair, let's look for opportunities to serve. Let's look for a place to have a can-do attitude. Let's look for places where you can get to serve and not where you have to serve. It's It's a mindset. It's just a shift in our attitude. It's a shift in how we look at something and how we approach something and whether we have to do something or whether we get to do something. There are people who wish that they could get out and do things and they don't have the physical ability to be able to do those things anymore. You know, there's a lady that my wife and I take care of, an elderly lady. We've been taking care of her, my whole family does now, for 20 years. And her husband, before he passed away, he had developed Guillain-Barre syndrome and he was in a wheelchair. His love was to work outside, work in a wood shop, build things, work in the garden. He just loved to be working outside and working with his hands. And he contracted this disease after getting a flu shot, and he could no longer do those things. So where we look at things sometimes that we have to do, he was longing for things that he could get to do. You know, sometimes we have the opportunity to serve and we pass that opportunity up. There's something that presents in front of us and we have the opportunity to do something and we choose, we make a conscious choice not to do it because of selfish reasons or time or money or whatever the case may be. There's all sorts of reasons why we decide not to do something. But the fact of that matter is that we make a decision not to do something. And here's the bottom line is, you know, we could 
at one day not even have the choice of whether we do that or not. And, and I believe we need to take advantage of the opportunities to serve when we can, while we still can. I'm thinking of another man right now who uh, became wheelchair bound and who for his whole life, as long as I knew him, worked with his hands. He was a carpenter. And he became wheelchair bound. And I guarantee you that if he could, he would have longed to been able to get out and do like he once could. We need to look for places too. I heard this uh, on a podcast. It was talking about money, but the, the idea can definitely span across this topic that we're having today. We want to look for places to invest our time and our money, not spend our time and money. It's a, It's just a mindset. It's just a shift. Employers, when you think about money that you spend or time that you spend on employees or on resources, are, do you do you think to yourself, well, I have to spend money on this? Like if I hire somebody, it's going to cost me this. If I hire another person, I have to spend this amount. Or if I buy a new piece of equipment, it's going to, it, I have to spend this money. It's going to cost me this. But think about it in a different frame of mind. Like change that mindset, shift your mindset to not spending, but investing, right? When you just say, I'm going to invest in something, you're looking for a return. You're looking for something in return. When you spend, you know, you go to the grocery store and you spend money. It's just, you're just like, well, there's money down the drain, right? When you spend money on taxes, it's just, you just think to yourself, well, there's money down the drain. But when you invest, It's just a different mindset, right? Money's still going out. Time is still going out. Your resources are still going out, whether you're spending or whether you're investing. But when you invest in something, you are your your mindset is that you're going to get something in return, right? It's and and it may not be that you get money in return. We not we're not just talking about money. We're talking about time. We're talking about your talents. We're talking about your resources. We're talking about the gifts that you have. But when you invest, you are putting something into it with the expectation you're going to get something back. And I don't, I'm not saying that you, you serve in order to receive, but oftentimes we serve and what we get back is joy, right? Oftentimes what we invest, our payback is, is pure joy, right? It's, it's, it's us seeing the fruit of our labor, and how it can benefit somebody else. And we get joy back out of that. And that is our payoff. That's what we get for our investment is joy. It's the sense of an accomplishment. When you volunteer for something in your workplace that maybe wasn't your responsibility, but you have a can-do attitude, you get paid back on that in joy, in reputation, in just uh, contribution. Like there's ways that you get paid back. Let's take money completely off the table because I don't want this to be misconceived um, or misperceived by something where I'm just talking about money. I'm talking about investing. I'm talking about you investing you, like you putting yourself out there, having a can-do attitude. Employers, managers, supervisors, think about how you invest in your people not spend in your people. Don't spend time with them. Invest time with them. Parents, look for opportunities to have quality time, not just quantity time. You've heard this before. This isn't anything new under the sun. But spending time with your kids, 
or not even just parents and kids, but but even a spouse or a friend, and sitting on your phone, soshing, uh, surfing social media the whole time, that's not investing. That's not quality time. No person ever sat back and said, you know, I remember that time that we spent together when we, we both sat around and we didn't talk or anything, but we just surfed on our phones. I remember that. Well, they might remember it, but they don't remember it in a positive way. What they do remember is the time that you spent together doing something that makes a memory. The time you went hiking at the state park or you had a picnic or you went to a movie or you grabbed an ice cream or you sat around and you shared a story or a memory or you played a board game or you read a book together or whatever the case may be, you did something to create a memory and memories are what last and it's the time spent creating them that is what invests. So we're talking about a can-do attitude. Do you have a can-do attitude about investing in the things that are important to you? What are you doing right now that would be considered service to someone else? So stop and take an inventory of your life. Maybe hit pause on this thing. Maybe even write down. I'm a big believer in writing things down. When I'm listening to a sermon or a, a teaching message or something where I'm listening to, I take notes. I take copious notes because I believe two things. One, I pay more attention when I'm taking notes. And two, while I'm an audio learner, I also benefit when I visually write things down. So I'm hearing it, I'm writing it down, it helps to soak it in more. So I'm a big advocate for writing things down, even if I'm just writing down to myself. So make a list. Take an inventory of your life. What are you doing right now that is selfless and, and is service to some someone or some organization? It's not our human nature all the time to serve. Now, one thing is for sure, we never have trouble making sure that we are taken care of, do we? Uh, most of the time, we make sure we're taken care of. We love ourselves, don't we? I mean, as just as humans, we want to make sure that we are satisfied, that we're taken care of, that our needs are met. Now, I know as parents, oftentimes you might sacrifice for, for the needs of your children, but we are going to make sure that we are taken care of. We love ourselves, don't we? What about those that have an immediate physical or spiritual need around us, though? What about those people that are around us that need us to step in and have a can-do attitude and serve them? What about them? What about creating an attitude of service to those who we have an influence over? So our, our children, our employees, uh, the people that are around us, our spouse. What impact can we make by living a life of service to the people that are around us? Not what we can get, but what can we give? Nobody ever missed out on anything in life by overgiving, you know, of their time, uh, of their resources, of their love, of their money, of their talents. You can't overburden yourself by overgiving. Now, I suppose you can put too much on your plate where you can't meet all of your obligations. But I dare say that there is very few of us that actually struggle with that problem. Uh, and if that's a problem, hey, that's that's not a bad thing, right? We can fix that. The problem oftentimes is, you know, getting a kick in our rear where we get moving 
and get that can-do attitude and get to the place where we're looking for opportunities to serve, how much more effective would you be in your workplace if you went to work every day with a can-do attitude? I'm not talking about going to work and uh, doing the things that you are paid to do, uh, you know, clock in, do your work, clock out, go home. I'm not talking about that. I've got a meme on my Instagram. Hold on, I'm going to I'm going to look it up real quick. I've got a meme on my Instagram that illustrates this point that I'm trying to make about in your employee. Let me let me find it. It's uh, I want to read it cuz I won't I'll mess it up otherwise. Um let's see. Here it is. It says show up, work hard and listen. These are the minimum requirements to be average. So is that what you're doing in your workplace or at school or on your team? or at church is to show up, work hard, and listen. That's it. Those are the minimums to be average. That's what that's what's expected of everybody, to show up, work hard, and listen. That's what's expected of everybody. What are you doing to go above and beyond to have a can-do attitude? How much different would your effect be at work to your around your coworkers if you had a, a selfless can-do attitude? So that when a, a, an opportunity to serve came up, an opportunity to take on a project, an opportunity to do something extra, that you volunteered to do it. You said, I'll do that. Hey, we need somebody to X, Y, Z. Oh, I'll do that. I'll jump in there. How much more effective would you be? How much would that catch fire? And the people that are around you, your coworkers, what if they then stepped up and started having a can-do attitude? Maybe because they see you having a can-do attitude, a selfless uh, desire to serve, or maybe out of just competition, but how, how would that change the workplace? How much more could you get done in the workplace if you had a can-do attitude and you started that fire? What about at church? How much more effective would your church family be if everyone in the church had a can-do attitude? You know the Pareto principle, right? 80% of the work is done by 20% of the people. There's a flip side to that too. of the problems are caused by 20% of the people. What if everybody that was on the team, on on that church family, all on God's team right there, what if they all had a can-do attitude? You say, well, that's not even possible. What do you mean it's not possible? Of course it's possible. Everybody can have a can-do attitude. Sometimes it takes somebody setting the lead, setting the path, setting the fire, you know, lighting the wick, and then everybody kind of falls in line. Everybody gets behind them. Everybody sees, hey, I can do my part. I can step up. I can do a little more. I can have a can-do attitude. I can chip in. What about in your at your house? What about at home? How much more effective would your house run if everybody in the house had a can-do attitude? You know, we started this conversation today talking about one of my sons trying to get his uh, his brother to do to take out the trash because he didn't have a can-do attitude. What if he did? Well, we probably wouldn't even have this podcast today, so I guess all things happen for a reason, but how much more effective would your house run if everybody in the house had a can-do attitude? Everybody. You didn't have people pointing fingers saying, it's not my job, that's their job. It's not my job to put up the silverware, it's their job to put up the silverware. I'm not supposed to vacuum because it's their job to vacuum. Well, I didn't make the mess, so why should I clean it up? Who cares, right? What if we just all jumped in and we all had a heart to serve each other and we all had a can-do attitude 
because everybody wants to serve. Like people want to help each other. That is, that's the amazing thing about people, about humans is that they want to serve other people. But we, we, we let our pride get in the way. We let this thing about desiring fairness get in the way. Well, forget fairness. Like life isn't fair. So let's take that off the table and let's fulfill our innate desire to serve each other and have a can-do attitude on the court or on the ball field. What if everybody had a can-do attitude? Not worrying about who gets the most playing time, not worrying about who gets to start, not worrying about you know who gets the accolades, but we're, we're talking about everybody on the team having a can-do attitude. How much more effective would the team as a whole be if everybody was working towards a common goal? Everybody had a can-do attitude. Nobody was worried about what's fair and what's not fair, but that everybody had a can-do attitude. Forget fairness and whose turn it is. What if we just stepped up to do what needs to be done? When you do that, you are going to be a leader, regardless of your title, regardless of the position that you hold on the ladder. You may be the lowest rung on the ladder or you may be the CEO of the company. But if you will step up and do what needs to be done, if you'll have a can-do attitude, you're going to be a leader, not a manager, but a leader, a leader of people, regardless of your title. You will set an example. You will leave a legacy. And isn't that what this is all about? It's not about the years that we live, but it's about how we live in the years that we are given. It's about setting an example. It's about leaving a legacy. It's about serving others. It's about loving others, doing unto others as we would have done unto us. The golden rule. Isn't that what it's all about? My challenge for you today, look for opportunities. Look for chances to serve. When you see one, don't ponder about whether you should do it or not. Don't sit back and think about it. Don't say, well, I need to pray about whether I need to help this person. Just do it. Look, if somebody needs your help, jump in and help them. Have a can-do attitude. You don't know how? Do it anyway and figure it out along the way. My challenge, have a can-do attitude. All right, folks, that's going to be it. That's going to wrap it up for today. I got pretty excited. I hope that my excitement, my emotion translated into uh, challenging you to have a can-do attitude. Reminder that today's show was brought to you by Amanda Shaw. Check her information out in the show notes for today. You got questions or comments? I would love to hear from you. My contact information is in the main description of our podcast, but you can also find me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. You can find me wherever wherever you are on social media. I want to thank you so much for listening to Play by Play today, and I hope that something that was said today helps you become a better version of yourself. My name is Jam and Jamie, and I hope you have an amazing day, a can-do day, and go out there and serve somebody.